Welcome to McCullough Christian Center's broadcast today. If you would like more information about our church, please visit our website at www.purposemcc.com. Hey, why don't you take your Bibles now? Get your Bibles out. Thank you, worship team, for leading us into the presence of God. Take your Bibles out and turn back to Ezekiel 36. <laughs> 26. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Well, it's a pleasure to be here with you all today. Ain't God good? All the time. I'm just, it just amazes me to see, uh, never ceases to amaze me to see how God tra- takes and changes and transforms lives. Amen. Now I want you to remain standing as we read this today. You can read it. Um, I usually read and study out of the English Standard Version. But today I, I wanted to put this up in the message translation. Now for you, those of you who say, well, what's the difference? The message translation is not a literal translation. It's a paraphrased translation. It's an English translation to help us better understand the word of God that's all it is and so uh, that's the only difference so let's just read it you read it I'm going to read it out of the message it's up on the overhead and this is a prophecy found in Ezekiel where Ezekiel is speaking to the children of Israel because they've been away from God and this is what he says the Lord says I will give you a new heart everybody say a new heart Put in you a new, a new spirit in you. I will remove the stone heart. That's an important point in your Bible. The heart of stone. He said he'll take it out from your body and replace it with a heart. And the message says God's God willed, not self will. In other words, a heart that will listen to God. And then watch what he says. I. I'll put my spirit in you and make it possible for you to do what I tell you and live by my commands. Now God is speaking to Israel, but this was not fulfilled until Jesus Christ came and died. And in John 14, he said, now it's good that I go. For when I go, I will send one who will teach you in all things and show you and fill you and you can live by the Spirit of God. Ain't you so glad? Aren't you glad for the Spirit of God? Amen. So this has been fulfilled. This is our promise from God that he will remove a heart of stone and give us a heart of flesh, a heart of the Spirit of God. Father, we love you. God, you've done so much already this morning by simply by hovering over us with your Spirit. So today, God, as we as we open the word of God, reveal to us that each individual here, each person here, to them, God, what you would have them hear by the Spirit this morning. Your word is life-changing. Your word is life-giving. Your word is all-powerful. So we lean into the word of God, empowered by the Holy Spirit today, and we give you praise for what you're about to do and what you've already done. In Jesus' name. Everybody shout. 
Amen. Slap somebody a high five like you did last night. <clears throat> Me and Debbie was hugging, standing and hugging. The dog was jumping around. She didn't know what was going on. She thought she was fitting to get a steak or something. I don't know. <clears throat> but it was a, you know, it, it, so uh, that was a good time. But it's a better time in the house of God today. Pastor asked me to, if I had a word the other day, and I did because God had given me a word, uh, had given me this word last week, and <clears throat> and uh, he just began to work in my life. Now, I'm not going to take a lot of time today. Everybody saw me today. They looked at me, and they said, well, Brother Don, you look good today. You must be going to be preaching. And I said, well, you know, I always look good. <clears throat> But if I look better today, it's just the anointing of God and my wife making me look better. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> so I did, I, I <laughs> so I had this word. Hadn't even thought about uh, what God had done for it. Debbie and I had a ministry called New Heart Ministry. This was our scripture. And we, we started that ministry and we, we went with it for a long time until God was through with it. <laughs> Because God told us to go out and tell people that he will give them a new heart. That he can take what is old and, 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 and can't be touched. That he can do a new thing in their life. So I hadn't even really thought about that until just this morning as we were praying. But I want to point a few things out about this scripture. <clears throat> it's interesting here that God says, I will remove your stone heart. And give you a new heart. In other words, <clears throat> what God is saying he'll do here is see, he's saying that he'll do a heart transplant. Uh, God is taking the old heart out and putting a new heart in. Are you hearing me this morning? God, uh, an old preacher said that like this one time. He said, God don't make no junk. Come on, somebody. God don't make no junk. God don't make no junk and God don't deal in junk. God does not recycle old stuff. He doesn't take your heart out and clean it up and, and put new valves in it and, and give it a, no, uh-uh. God takes the old heart out and puts a new heart in. God makes all things new. God don't make no junk. And God's not in the junk business. You ain't junk. You somebody. Uh, you're not a sinner saved by grace. You are, you are a saved child of God. You've been changed. You're not the old person. You're not the old man. You're not the old woman. You're a new creature in Christ Jesus. Or oh, somebody ought to be getting happy this morning. Show them Galatians 6.15. If you would, uh, it's up on overhead. It says this, For neither circumcision counts for anything, nor uncircumcision but a new creation. God deals in new. In 2 Corinthians 5, 17, it says this, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. God, the old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Oh, you, you, I don't think you've got this yet. You hadn't, you hadn't got this yet. When God takes out the old... He replaces it with new. That means, that means, that means that there's not a trace 
are a shadow of the old. The old DNA is erased. It's gone. It's not in there anymore. The old sinner, the old man, the old hangups, the old habits, the old hurts, the old pains, they are gone away. God has given you a new heart and a new spirit. Oh, come on, somebody. Listen, my flesh may still be a little weak, but my spirit has been redeemed by God. I am not the same man today. Don't even have a trace, not even a sign, not even a shadow. All is gone, and behold, all things are new. God did something for me that I couldn't do for myself. He did something for you that you could never do. He did something that was prophesied as a shadow in the Old Testament. And behold, in the New Testament, it was made reality through the blood of his son, Jesus Christ. He bought it. He paid for it. He redeemed you. He took his money and paid for your sin and for your life. God has done that. For every man, woman, boy, and girl who will say yes to Jesus, God promises a new heart. Somebody ought to give him thanks right now for that. I noticed here he uses this term God speaking to us through Ezekiel the prophet. He says I will remove the stone heart. Now I want you to think about that for a minute. He, he gives a description of the heart as one of stone. Now stone cannot receive. Do you understand that? Stone can't receive. You can pour something on stone and it's not going to soak it in. Do you hear me? You can make a stone basin and the water won't seep through it and go out the other side unless there's a crack in it. Stone cannot receive. Stone cannot hear. Stone cannot give. Stone is cold. Stone is unforgiving. If you, if you, if you run into stone, what's going to happen? Something's going to give and it's not going to be the stone. It's going to be you. It, is break, it will break you. And some of us have run into people with stone hearts that have broken us has chipped something off of us, have hurt us, have wounded us. There are those of us who are in this room today who have had a heart of stone and may even still have that heart of stone. God may be speaking to you today. You wonder why you're always hurting people. You wonder why you're always bruising people. It's because you've got something in you that's too hard something in you that's too cold, something in you that is hurting people instead of helping people. God wants to tell you today, behold, I will remove your heart of stone and I will give you a new heart, a heart of flesh, a heart that can receive, a heart that can give, a heart that no longer hurts, but a heart that helps. Everybody wants that, right? So how does a person get a stone heart how does a person get a stone heart well I tell you as I was looking at this message today uh, I, I, I look back at classic literature and it's the Christmas season of year of time of the year so I look back at classic literature uh, but I didn't look at Dickens and I'm not going to tell you the story of Scrooge I didn't look at classic uh, motion pictures to tell you the story of a, It's a Wonderful Life. I always love that movie, and I cry at that movie when I watch it. 
But I, I found some um, other classic uh, literature that I wanted to share with you today. It's the story of the Grinch. Huh? That's your favorite. The story of the Grinch. We're going to look at that today. Matter of fact, uh, uh, the title of this message is Eliminate the Grinch. How to get the Grinch out of your life. That's the word that God gave me about 10 days ago is to eliminate the Grinch. Everybody say eliminate the Grinch because we know from this story that the Grinch is a character created by Theodore Geisel, Dr. Seuss, who hated Christmas. And we all know, we've seen the, you know, I was around when it was just a book. It wasn't even a TV show. And I remember uh, our teachers reading that book to us. And then I remember the first time it came on TV and they showed us an x-ray of his heart. And his heart was what? Three times too small. The Grinch's problem was with his heart. And we're talking about the heart today. So his problem was with the heart. And, his, and then uh, in later on uh, retellings of the story, uh, his heart was small because of things that had happened to him as a young child. Now, we took the grandkids to see this one, um, this newest version of it, and I tell you, it's a really good story. They sing Christmas carols about Jesus in that movie. And I, I was just amazed. It's so much different than the other one. But it is a great little story. So the Grinch was like he was because of his heart. Uh, so today, as I talk about this story, I'm really talking about your heart. But I'm talking about the Grinch in you. Or the Grinch, here's the thing. In this, especially in this season of year, I want to help you deal with the Grinch that's in you. And I want, you to, I want to help you deal with the Grinch that you encounter in other people. Because you're going to encounter, if you hadn't already, people who act different and don't even want to be around you because of their heart. God wants to work in the heart. So the reasons that we become a Grinch, there are many. And most of those come through harsh life experiences, right? Everybody knows. You can go to a kindergarten class, right? You remember kids that you went to school with in the first grade and the second grade. And, and think about them now. Think about all those. Uh, some of us um, have friends who died as teenagers of a drug overdose. Some of us have friends who, who um, are alcoholics, who are drug addicts. Some of us have friends who've been through so many relationships they don't even know who they are anymore. But when they were little bright-eyed kids, six and seven years old, none of them, that's what they all said, I won't be the president of the United States. I won't be an astronaut. I, I won't be a famous movie star. Nobody, nobody had uh, said, I want, I want to be a drunk. Nobody said, I, I want to go to prison. Nobody said, I want to go through five divorces. Nobody said that. But somehow, some way, through the harsh life experiences, through choices that people make, they wind up hard and cold and distant. And they, uh, they can be you. You could be sitting out here that I could be describing you today. Or I could be describing somebody in your family 
And like, and you know, when you getting together in the holidays, everybody's coming over, right? And you, and here comes Uncle Bill. Oh my God, he gonna complain about everything. He hates everything. He don't even know why we're doing this. And when he comes in the room, he'll speak to five people, but the three he won't speak to because he's mad at them. Been mad at them since 1937 and don't even know why he, you, nobody said, why are you mad? He don't know, he's just mad. I don't like him, I don't care for him. I don't want to be around him. Something happened to Uncle Bill. Uncle Bill wasn't all that, see, I've lived long enough to know. I knew the Uncle Bills when they was laugh, they was jolly and happy and full of life. And I know the Uncle Bills now who are bitter and cold and distant. And, and I know, see, that they're different. And it's when you come along, you, they've always been old grumpy so-and-so. But one time, they wasn't. Something happened in their life. What, it, it, it could be a lot of different things. I won't spend a lot of time on that. But I just want to point a few of them out here. Because every person in here has the potential, if you're not a Grinch, to become a Grinch. How many here want to be a Grinch? That's your favorite, Gia, but you don't want to be a Grinch, do you? It's your favorite because God changed his heart, right? I believe God changed the Grinch's heart, even though he's a mythical character. God did, right? Because God is good. Amen. So here's, here's five little things. Uh, it, it comes through loss. I want you to know that. The first loss is grief. Grief. That's death. That's divorce. That can be financial loss. Something that causes you to grieve. I shared with you earlier, Debbie and I had a broken heart. Uh, and broken hearts can get hard as well. And it caused us a, a lot of pain for a lot of years. The second one is loss because of abuse. That has been, you've been suffered at the hands of others. See, when I was talking about that little group of kindergartens or first graders sitting around in the group, I didn't know what was going on in a lot of them home. I didn't know what they were going to. Innocent little children suffering at the hands of, of evil people. And it causes people to become hard. Come on, this is real stuff, guys. And, and, and listen, I know people in this room. I've heard them testify. I've talked to them who suffered un, just unbelievable abuse and suffering at the hands of of other people and it can cause you to become a Grinch thirdly is lost because of rejection maybe you were friends with somebody and you aren't anymore maybe they were your best friend maybe there was a dispute in your family over some minor usually is some minor or trivial thing and many times it's because of difference in beliefs maybe you stand for something that somebody else in your family doesn't stand for doesn't believe in and it causes something in your life today I want, you, I want to help you understand no matter what the differences are God can work in your life to help other people if you will let him the th fourthly is loss because of unrealistic expectations there was something in your mind that you expected of somebody to give you, to do for you, that they never could do. And so because of that, you become cold in your heart. And I just want to, I want to be, can I be real this morning? 
I thought you was already being real, Brother Don. Well, I'm going to get a little more realer if that's a true statement. You need to stop expecting other people to make you content. You're setting yourself up for, for hurt. You're setting yourself up. There's not a man that can make a woman happy. There's not a woman that can make a man happy. There's not a job that can make you satisfied. The only hope you have is what was sung in this song early is in Jesus. So stop looking. You, you've depended on, you've looked for love in all the wrong places. Some of y'all old enough to know what I'm talking about. In too many places, too many faces. And, and you've been trying to find it and you still can't find it. Stop. Turn your eyes to Jesus. Look full in his glorious face. And the things of this world will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and his grace. Glory to God. Stop trying. And so that causes a lot of people then because they keep looking for something in a person that they need to find in Jesus. You've been looking for something in a man or a woman in somebody and you ain't going to get it. It's only going to come. One relationship after another relationship, one job, one thing right after another and you always, somebody, somebody is always wrong. Somebody is always bad. Somebody is always mean. Somebody is always terrible. They're horrible. You just don't know them like I know them because you're looking for something from them that they can't give you. Because guess what? You're looking from, from it from me, I, and I love my wife, and she does make me happy. But my happiness comes for her from her because she loves Jesus and I love Jesus. That's the only reason. I can't get it from her as much as I love her. Gotta have it from Jesus. I move on. And the, the final one is one I really want you to, to think about as you interact with people. Loss because of their occupation. Now listen to me. You say, what are you talking about? I'm talking about firemen. I'm talking about policemen. I'm talking about people who work in the ER. I'm talking about people who work for the Department of the Corrections. I'm talking about soldiers and service, uh, all service, branches of service. I'm talking about people who work with abused children. I'm talking about all these people who their jobs bring them into uh, suffering and pain every day. And they can't get away from it. That's their job. And it, it can cause a person to, to begin to be Grinch-like. Their heart starts getting hard. Am I right, Brother Kenner? Yes, Brother Kenner. He, he, he worked in the Department of Corrections. It can cause, because you see these things that are unbelievably evil every day. You face it. You encounter it. You do as a policeman. You do as a, as a, a paramedic or whatever. You see these things and it causes. People who work in cancer wards, who, who walk into suffering and pain every day. And when, you, when you're around those people, 
and they seem a little cold and a little distance, I ask you to have a little empathy for them. Try to walk in their shoes. Put yourself where they are and see that the reason they're that way is because of what they see and what they have to deal with every day. And you need to love on them and help them. And I'll talk to you about that in a minute. So those are, are the things. And so nextly, I won't leave you with just the, the issues, the causes. I haven't covered them all, but I want to give you some solutions today. How I many would like to have some solutions and to, to eliminate the Grinch? I want to eliminate the Grinchness in me. Huh? The bah humbug in me. I, I want to get that out of my life. How many want that? Do you really? Come on, lift up your hand if you want it. Y'all want to be, Jesse, you don't want to be no Grinch, do you? Lift your hand up, girl. Amen. Well, here are a few things. And number one, most important of all, I believe that we need to return to Christ-centered love. Not love like the world defines it. But love as defined by Jesus Christ himself. And in Luke 2, if you can put that up for me. Luke 2, chapter, chapter 2, verse 9. Uh, I want you to just put that up there. You don't have to turn to it. There it is. Look at this right here. This, this, is, this is where you need to go back to. When, you get, when you're getting busy, when you're getting harassed, when you're starting to get a little grumpy, Tad, just for you. <laughs> Boy, I'm getting that robe back, ain't you? I already got Jesse, now I got Tad. Belinda, when, she's, when, she, when I said grumpy, she punched Tad in the side. <laughs> no, I love you, Tad. But for Don, if I get a little grumpy, I just need to go back right here, right? I dare you to do it. Just go here and say, And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ our Lord just go back there go back to the beginning look at First John 4 beloved let us love one another <coughs> oh, excuse me Hey, Brother Don got choked up right there. <coughs> Thank you. Appreciate this water. Love, let us love one another, for love is from God. Love is from God. Whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. And anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that we just read in Luke 2, that God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. Listen at that. This is John said. That he said, if you, if you don't know God, you can't love. So what I'm saying, we return to love 
is Christ-centered love. It's based on God. And then in 1 John 4, he says, Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us, and his love is perfected in us. Isn't that, isn't that awesome? Isn't that great? Just to return to love. That's number one. Return to Christ and her love. Listen, the rule of love supersedes the rule of the law. Right? If you're in a relationship with somebody and it's a relationship based on their benefits to you and your benefits to them, that's not love. That's not love. If, if, if you're in a relationship or if you're in a, in, a, in a relationship that depends on you smothering them all the time, telling them how much you love them, how much you love them, how much you love them, they're demanding that love from you, that's not love. That's not Christ-centered love. I'm trying to help you this morning. I hope you listen to me. I'm trying to help you today. I hope your eyes will get woke up. I mean, I really do, because let me tell you, the law of love uh, supersedes the law of man. Love, rule by love. Be led by love. Not love as the world describes it, but Christ-centered love. Watch this. The love of God is godly love. And here's what accompanies the love of God. Respect, honor, preference, humbleness, giving, self-giving, and selflessness. 1 Corinthians 13. Here's the definition. And if it's not this, it's not love. Watch this. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It's not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It's not demanding. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Look at this. Love bears all, believes all, hopes all, and endures all things. Love never ends. That's your definition of love. If it doesn't measure up to that, it's not love. Love doesn't have to have its own way. Well, if you love me, you'll do this. Every teenage girl, listen to me here this morning. If you love me, you'll go down this dirt road with me. No, that ain't love. He's demanding. You better kick him to the curb. All the daddies better say, hallelujah. Right? If you love me, you, you won't, you'll, you, listen. I see it so much this time of year. Uh, you know, nobody wants to pref uh, give preference. That means to give way. That's not, that mean, love doesn't mean you have your own way all the time. So families, can I help you? Everybody, can I help you? I can help you if you listen to me. But if you get mad with me, I can't help you. Every family get-together, if it has to be one person's way all the time, that's not love. 
Because when you get when you get two people get married, you got two families. When I we go into my mama's on Christmas morning. I've done it all my life and I ain't fixing to change it now. Well that's not that's not love. Your wife or husband, they might have went to their mamas all their life. Love does not demand, right? Am I helping you? This is practical stuff here this morning. I'm just trying to help you a little bit on this Chris, on this Christmas season. Uh, and to keep you from because what happens is when you start getting your own way every time, it's my way, it's my way, it's my way, what's going to happen is you're going to wind up married to a Grinch because you're going to turn their heart to stone. And remember, and then you wonder why they don't listen to you anymore. You wonder why they they not they not like affectionate like you because stone is cold. Stone is hard. Stone you can get no comfort from. Stone can't hear. Stone can't give. You better be careful. I move on from that because y'all think I'm meddling right there. I, I listen, I ain't been listening to your conversations and I ain't talked to your husband and wife like you, you know. I've just lived life, guys. And I've found out that the rule of law is the best. There are a lot of things that I've done in my life that I didn't really want to do. I'd rather have stayed home than to go to my in-laws. But because I love Debbie and I love them, I went. Right? That's just simple. I mean, that's helpful, guys. And I, I, I'm just telling you, you got a rule by, uh, by love. All right, move on on. Secondly, you need to treat others as you want to be treated. We know this in Luke 6:31, as you wish that others would do to you, so do to them. In Matthew 7:12, so whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them. There's your scripture. So treat people the way you want to treat people. And parents, let me just tell you this. And I want you to remember this. You better treat other people youngins the way you want your youngins treated. You mistreat somebody else's youngin. Don't do it. I could say a whole bunch, but I'm not. There shouldn't be no favoritism. Don't ignore people. Don't be unreasonable with people. Even the people at Walmart when there's one register open and there's 47,000 people there. They added another register at the dollar store just so there won't be nobody there. They had two, they put three in, they still only use one. I'm just saying. <laughs> They're just working there. Everybody heard that. Don't be unreasonable about that. Treat everyone with kindness and understanding even if they are a Grinch. Even if they're mean. Even if they're, if they're snotty and uppity. Treat them with respect. Treat people the way you want to be treated. With kindness and understanding. Talk to people and stop shouting. Stop shouting and talk. Everybody has a right 
That's all I hear anymore. Stop demanding your rights and start giving love and treating on people. And then third, allow the fruit you offer to be the fruit of the Spirit. Watch what I'm going to tell you now. Matthew 7, verse 20 says, we'll all be recognized by our fruit. Right? So if you go out there, you know, Pastor talked about this, uh, about that pecan tree, but that's, we know that's a pecan tree because it's got oranges on it. Right? No. It's got pecans on it. An apple tree ain't got satsumas on it. It's got apples. You are judged, you are recognized by your fruit. So everybody here has got fruit hanging off of you. I knew this was a church full of fruits. First time, <laughs> fruits, nuts, and flakes. I knew this was a crazy church. Everybody here is fruity. <laughs> Every Christian Every human being is fruity because we're all judged. We're all recognized by our fruit. Well, you got two kinds of fruit according to Galatians 5, and I won't go through all of them. They're fruits of the flesh, and then they're fruits of the spirit. So which one do you want to be recognized with? Because when they see you coming, they see old Boudreaux coming. Y'all know who Boudreaux is? That's Chris Rodriguez. That's my Cajun buddy over there. They see him coming, and they say, well, there he comes. There comes old Boudreaux. Now, I know what I'm fixing to get from him is love and kindness and peace and gentleness and meekness and long-suffering. All this is just hanging off of him. And when people come in contact with him, they just pick that fruit off of him. Guess what? Whatever fruit you, Whatever fruit is hanging off of you, people can pick it and partake of it. So when they come over to old Boudreaux, they say, I'm going to get a little uh, temperance here. Pick that right up off of him. And it starts doing something in me. But then that other fruit, I might run into Debbie here. No, I am not going to do it. I can't do it. I might run into pastor over here. No. Listen, let's just say it ain't nobody in this room. You got this fruit. Um, and that, that fruit is the, the fruit of the flesh. Slanderous, gossipy, lust, all kind of works of evil. And that's hanging off of them. And now I'm telling you, if you got a stone heart, if you got a whole stony heart, if you old got an old Grinch-like heart, when, when you come in a room, can't nobody get nothing good off of you. Can't get a thing good off of you. And you ever notice this? Everything's going good. Everybody's having fun. Woo! Old Grinch walks in the room. And after a while, there's two people over there was just laughing, talking, fussing at one another. The youngins start arguing and fussing. They were playing real good. And the dog begins to bark. And, because that fruit has poisoned the whole room. What are you, do you want to be a Grinch? Or do you want to be somebody that's got good fruit hanging off of you? 
Come on, everybody say, I want to have good fruit hanging off me. I want to I be that person smiling like an idiot in Walmart on Christmas Eve. I want to be that one that's smiling and full of joy and happiness and peace. I don't want to be the old Grinch. Right? Eliminate the Grinchness in your life. Let God remove the heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. Let God give you a heart that can finally hear what God says and do what God says. Until God changes that heart, you won't be able to. But when he does, the Spirit of God will lead you. Because in Galatians said, as many as led by the Spirit, they won't do what the flesh says do. But they'll do what the Lord says by his Spirit. Finally, everybody say finally. Brother Don is going to finish. I want to say this to you again. God can give you a new heart and a new spirit. The final thing I want to share with you today is to, to eliminate Grinch in your life is to be a giver. To be a lover and to be a giver. And when you, the way you need to give is simple. Give unconditionally with no expectation expectation of return with no strings attached allow God to be your reward and to serve other people I want to go back to classic literature again get off the Grinch for a minute has anybody ever read O. Henry any of O. Henry's writing Come on, somebody has read The Gift of the Magi. Yes, yeah, I can see a few. And uh, it's, not about, it's not about the three wise men. Oh, Henry was, a, he was a, a writer in the early 20th century, and he wrote a lot of short stories, a lot of them. Uh, and when I was in school, we, we did read them. Uh, the Gift of the Magi is a very simple story, and you probably saw it as a Lifetime movie or something now. They probably recreated it and gave it a new name. But the story is very simple. There was a couple, young couple, and they were married, newlyweds, been married a short amount of time, and they loved one another very much, very, very much. And, but they lived in desperate poverty. They both you know, did everything they could. She made and sold stuff. He worked, but didn't make a lot of money, which was the case back at the turn of the 20th century for a lot of people. And so the things that they, that she was always admired, Gia, for her beautiful hair. She had hair that was so long and beautiful, and her husband loved it. And then he was admired because his father had gave him a priceless possession, which was a solid gold watch that he got when he retired from the railroad. So they both loved one another, right? You ever seen this on Lifetime? You have? You've seen it. You ever seen no Hallmark movie ever made of it? The pastor said, yeah, we done seen a Hallmark movie like that. Now, they're all the same, ain't they? 
So, so she, she comes up. She's, she's trying to buy him a chain for his daddy's watch. And he wants to buy her a beautiful comb for her hair. A, a one that was real ornate. Had a lot of jewels on it. A fancy comb, you know. That used to be a thing. It used to be a big thing, you know. Nobody's a comb. I don't want no comb for Christmas. But this was, this was back in the day, and it was considered a great gift. So y'all know the story now, don't you? Y'all know what happened, don't you? Everybody know what happened? She cut her hair. Thank you. I know why you cut yours, and I appreciate you. Uh, you have beautiful hair, but you gave it to help somebody. She cut her hair. He sold his watch. She bought him a chain. He bought her a comb. And on Christmas, you know what they said? I know how much you really love me. Why? Because it was unconditional. Had no strings attached. They give everything that they could because they love the other person. So we can say, man, that's crazy. But no, they said that was the greatest gift they'd ever had in their life. Because the... The impetus of it was love. Stand up on your feet today. I'm not going to call the musicians back. But today, with every head bowed and every eye closed, I want you to do, I want you to take just a minute to do some self-examination. Look into your heart and see if there's some Grinch in there. Something that you're not satisfied with. Something that you wish you didn't do. Some feeling that you may have about others or even this season of year that you wish you just wouldn't have. Maybe you Listen to Christmas music and all you want to listen to is I'll have a blue Christmas. Or some other sad Christmas song because that's the way you feel. I don't think that's the way God wants you to feel. Matter of fact, I know that's not the way God wants you to feel. Because you should have joy and peace. So examine your heart and see. And then secondly, look, at your, look in your heart and see, do I treat other people who are mean to me, do I treat them the right way? Is there something that I can do that, I, that I'm not doing now? Maybe I need to rule, live by the rule of love rather than the rule of an eye for an eye. They did to me, so I'm going to do to them. Don't live that way anymore. So with every head bowed and every eye hold closed, I want to ask this question. I cannot leave this place today without asking this simple question. Is Jesus the center of your life? Is he the Lord of your life? Because this message, talk about grinches and stuff, but it's centered on Jesus Christ. And if you can't say he is, then you need to make him the Lord of your life today. So if that's you, 
I'm not going to call you forward, but I do want you to lift your hand. Anybody, so I can pray with you. As a sign of recognition, anybody here who said, I need to make Jesus the center of my life. Okay? All right. Secondly, you've identified something in your life that needs to be changed today. If that's you, I want you to lift your hand. I see those hands. Just be honest with yourself. You've done some self-inspection. You need to change it today. God sees it. Anybody else? Keep those hands up. Anybody else? Yes, God sees it. God sees it. Anybody else? Now you put your hands down. The way you change is you've got to give it to God. It's like that man said last night. You've got to give it to God. And today you just need to give it to God. You need to do what Debbie and I did all those years ago. After everything we tried and everything we'd done and all we prayed, we finally just gave it to God. And when we did, pow, we had a new heart. So I want to pray for you today. Father, I pray for those who lifted their hands. Help them, Lord. Help them, God. They want, they want some areas changed in their life. So help them. By the grace and power of God, help them. God, I believe you'll do it today because you're the master of all. And then for every person in here who raised their hand or didn't, God, I pray, God, that as we walk through these journey, not just in December, but all throughout 2019, as we walk through journey, the journey of life, that when we encounter stone-cold hearts, help us to know how to deal with them. Help us, Lord, to hang some fruit off that would change those lives rather than hang fruit off that would make those lives worse. Now, Father, I pray it over every person here. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen.